Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Are you doing all right? Yeah, doing <clears throat> doing good. <clears throat> doing good. Way up, way up here. Um, did I hear correctly? We might be having a special guest today. Is that true? <laughs> it's you know it's possible because I'm within I'm within the scheduled window of nine a.m. to one p.m. Central Time. So at any point, I may get a notification that the washing machine repair guy is thirty minutes out. Assuming they oh. do that, sometimes they don't even do it. Sometimes they just show up, but I think they're going to call. Hmm. Feeling good. Well, I would, if you get the, you know, proper permission and whatnot, I think that would be a nice thing for our program. Yeah, I'll know? keep it. I'll keep it. Well, in Texas, you know, in the it's, state it's of Texas, you don't have to voices. tell Is that right? It's a one, one party state? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Too true. Oh, boy. You cracking on, cracking on a 365? I wish. They are still out of the lime uh, ones. This is a LaCroix passion fruit. Passion fruit. Mm, passion fruit. Hmm. That used to be my pole dancer name. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Passion, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Passion Fruit LaCroix. <laughs> down, 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 down. You can tell I I wasn't successful as a pole dancer. I imagine you I were. Don't how, I don't know. How, well, you know, I got a lot of charisma and I, I think as they say in Pulp Fiction, personality goes a long way. But, um, you know, I don't really have the moves, and I don't have a pole at home. It's kind of mm. like when Bill Gates wrote DOS. <laughs> right. That's exactly. Yeah. The good old days. The good right? old days. Yes. Yes. Um, Dan. Yeah? Uh, I don't know, Dan. I, um, I, uh, I'm in a good mood. It's I love Tuesday. the ones where you're in a good mood. You shouldn't. Um, I'm in a good mood, and uh, I realized this morning I... I didn't have now this is the ones you like the ones where i don't prepare because mm -hmm. i realized i don't really have much of anything to talk about so i have some odds and sods of course i'd love to hear anything that's going on in your neck of the woods mm. but i've collected an unholy array of totally unrelated things that are happening in my neck of the woods that we could talk about or we could do as we used to call it an open thread yes remember open threads i do i do remember the open threads yeah but I got I got a few things here. I got some uh, I got some technology things. I got some media updates. Uh, I have some um, YouTube recommendations because you know I go through periods where sometimes I'll just watch lots of videos from like the same three YouTube channels. So I thought I could maybe recommend some things that I've enjoyed recently that I saw on the YouTube site. Um, that's really pretty much it. Oh, we've been playing more PS4 at the house. That's exciting. Write down PS4. PS4. I have. Uh, yeah, my my daughter has rediscovered PS4. She played Edith Finch in one day. I was pretty impressed. What? That's amazing. Well, I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's one of those you know, independent games. And if we can figure out how to climb properly in Shadow of the Colossus, I'm really looking forward to getting further than that. You know. Yes. Yes. No. But I have. A, really I do have all. a little a little feedback for you. I have. I want to talk about the Apple AirTag, which Aww. I. Was gifted is it one. Good feedback. Is it good feedback? Yeah, it's all good. Everything's good. All positive. Is, am I in trouble? Don't. don't I don't no. Want to get in trouble. No. Mm. I mean, constructive I, I criticism, a, but no trouble. I love criticism. I have a. <laughs> um, I have a, one of my items. Did you just crack another one? What's happening? No, I'm just laughing. Are you shotgunning passion fruit? <laughs> <laughs> no, wholesome. I need. A, I need to. I need a funnel. 
Y'all ready for this? Let me write that down. Let's see. Let's see. Passion fruit. Dan okay, needs I don't need to write anything down. NFC uh, Pacific Rim. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm sixes and sevens, Dan. I don't know what's going on. I, you know, what's interesting? I had I had an interesting night of sleep. I've been listening to. Um, I never know where things come from or what they're actually called, but I have a collection of things that I permanently keep in my overcast uploads, uploads directory. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've got, I've got the self hypnosis thing I listened to when I was in high school. Uh, I think it's, what's it called? Sub, su, the subliminal it's called, uh, uh oh, suicidal it's, tendencies, it's, uh, subliminally. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, I skateboard in my dreams, but, you know, I listen, you know, Dan, this is going to be weird. It's going to be weird when I can feel it already. But I listen to a relaxation lines. thing sometimes when I go to bed. So what do I keep? I should tell you this. Here, here are my evergreens. Hmm. I don't know if anybody else does this. I have evergreens, which are things that I just keep in uploads and never delete because, you know, it's a handy feature of Overcast. Uh, and uh, so I've got John Hodgman's uh, The Areas of My Expertise audiobook, probably the greatest audiobook of all time. I've got a uh, the self confidence self hypnosis thing that I listened to uh, in high school. Uh, I've got um, oh this is a good one. Uh, this one's three hours of just a, a, a low notes being played on a cello. Maintain low tones. Um, you don't know that Coneheads. Coneheads. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, I see. All your all your bass are belong to Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Of course, I got five hours of the shipping forecast, as you know. And the one I've been listening to a lot, I think this guy might be from, uh, forgive me, New Zealand or Australia. And it's a sleep anxiety, go to sleep thing. Because I have trouble sleeping and I have anxiety. And uh, I enjoy that that continent. Uh, so that's right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, Crowded House, they're still putting out music. Did you know that? They put out really? a new song just, re- just recently. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and I'm, I've been able to bring down my uh, sleep time pulse uh, 10 points. Most nights. Oh, that's a big deal. Pulse. It's a huge deal for me. If I can get that from 82 to 71, I'm doing great. My wife's pulse, because she's an athlete, my wife's pulse is four. Mm-hmm. She can just maintain that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and then I'm, I've been sleeping pretty well. But what's funny is I've been trying to get to bed at a decent hour. Almost never works. But uh, I listened to that and I sleep pretty well. Today, I only had just a little under six hours of sleep, but I still felt, you know, great. I woke up, I was cock of the walk. And, uh, and I, uh, you know, I, I, I read some things. Uh, I didn't really prepare for the show. I only really prepared for the show such as it is when I arrived here. Mm-hmm. I should find that for notes. Uh, Dan, where would, if there are show notes, where would people find show notes for episode 531 of your Back to Work program? They can ah. go to uh, backtowork.limo slash 531. Yeah, that's right, 531. Yeah, I just checked um, it so you were right. Yeah, okay. I I think I think Canada Dry, formerly the once and future maker of my favorite sparkling water seltzer water, I think they're making it less fizzy. Mm. And it's bumming my head. It's I feel like there has been a marked difference in the fizziness of Because of, uh, of, cause of COVID? Dry. It might be because of COVID. Do you do well you 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 laugh. You Texans love to laugh. Everything's <laughs> bigger, including the laughs. <laughs> And the polls, yes. um, and um, uh, you know there was a time when we were, it was a real, uh, real, uh, real cock up because uh, they uh, 
we were running out of carbonation and we were running out of aluminum in the early days of COVID. There was mm-hmm. a lot of that. And then for a long time, you couldn't get the Canada dry, you know? And so I had to, you know, uh, go to different places. I think I mentioned that slightly fancy seltzer maker, which I'm still loving. We could, we could circle back to that. Okay. You know, the one where you put in the little whippet and, and then you, you, you bust with the whippet <laughs> and then that, that um, it's a little whippet of uh, CO2 mm-hmm. and you make your own bespoke clown style uh, bottle of seltzer water. That yes. stuff's great. I don't want to complain. I'm trying to complain less and talk about not working. Woof. But, uh, you know, it's, it's important to have a beverage. I've got a low acid coffee and I've got this. Uh, What's your low dry. acid coffee that you're digging on there? It's a company called Tiemann's, T-I-E-M-A-N Possessive S. And uh, my wife discovered it because she has a slightly sensitive tummy and, but she still, she, she makes her coffee approximately four times stronger than I do. I don't oh. want to, I don't want to, as they say, blow up her spot. But when I make uh, a coffee, I make it in the, we always make it in the Melita uh, at home. You know, you got the, you got the little dripper, you put in your number four filter or a number six filter. I have a life hack about that. And uh, I put in four non-rounded tablespoons, like four actual tablespoons. And like when it's done and dripped, that leaves about a third, like about a third of the cone is filled with grounds. Mm-hmm. My wife, when she's done with her coffee, it's practically full. She makes a very strong coffee. Mm. So she wants the coffee, you know. Uh, you know Why so she, strong? She, have you ever said, have you ever brought this up? You ever talked about this family meeting? Oh, I've, I've talked about it. I've what does she say? What is her thinking? Well, I think for her, coffee's a prophylactic. You know, sometimes she gets up in the middle of the night and makes a coffee and then goes back to sleep. I don't understand it. But, you know, Hakuna Matata. Um, but I enjoy a less, I, I, it's a dark dark roast. You could look it up for notes, uh, I, or I can find it, well, Tiemens. Tiemens, T-E-E-M. D-I-E, D-I-E. T-I-E-M-E-N-S. Yeah, and like, you know, uh, you know, it's this best Tiemens Fusion. Okay, hang on, here we go. Tiemens Fusion Coffee, low acid, dark roast ground, 10 ounce bag, pack of six. Mm-hmm. You can get them in different grounds or grinds, as you say. Um, and so I have one of those. I like it a lot. It's still very tasty. You don't always get the bloom that you would like because it's not super fresh roasted. You want to get that bloom. I would wonder if she wouldn't just enjoy a regular, a Merlin strength coffee and just have two mugs of the coffee. I guess that's kind of like having half an orgasm twice. That doesn't sound bad right now. (sighs) Early for me. Um, well, technically, it's very late for me. If we look at it on the, you know, as uh, John Syracuse would say, the infinite time scale, it's very late for me. But, but, um, but no, 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 no. I think she likes that. She likes she likes to get pounded with caffeine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> she she enjoys it. Um, but you know, I think there's a lot of things about coffee that are like that, mm. where it's whatever you're used to, mm-hmm. sort of. And I guess this is true with caffeine in general. But I feel like there's lots of coffee stuff. God, this is boring. But I think one can drink less coffee. Uh, and less strong coffee. It's just kind of, you have to like taper. Remember Farad Manju from uh, the, my uh, my uh, my Twitter friend from the New York Times? He did a thing a while back where he started slowly changing from 100%. So if you can imagine the spectrum between 100% caffeinated and 100% decaffeinated. And over mm-hmm. time, he just mixed it like over time, like kind of like, you know, getting used to Iocane uh, uh, poison. It's a similar idea, like Vizzini. He did a, a weaning. He weaned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a weaner. I wean. <laughs> and uh, coffee's good. And what was I talking about? Tiemens. I'll put this in show notes. I'll put this in show notes. I've already had a few things to show notes. 
And, um, but also the other thing is like, you can, I think sometimes, I mean, there are people that, I think the real coffee connoisseurs tend to enjoy a lighter roast. And like, they look, they look askance at people like me who drink this uh, burned ass coffee with sometimes with half and half, but generally I'm, I'm a black man at this point. Well, I generally make my coffee just black. I think that for me as a, a long time X coffee snob i was offended if anyone put anything in their coffee back in the day this is this is pre-marco when i used to care when i used to be concerned about the the roast and the way the beans were ground and the freshness Mm. of the bean and how the bean was transported and where it was stored and can you can you refrigerate them no can you store them out no you can't store the beans anyway there's no way to store beans Properly. Storm beans, they're not beans anymore. No, they're not beans anymore. It's just pre-garbage. And, you know, all of these considerations that you had, yeah, that I used to have to make. It's basically wine for people who like computers. Oh my like gosh. You can, yeah, you can, you can become a real That's genius. Thanks, man. It's early. But yeah, I mean, I think people like the fractal fussy, ooh, get ready, the fractal fussiness ooh. of things like wine and coffee. Yeah. Where there's always, you know, like the greater nerd theory. Uh, you know, there's always somebody who's going to be nerdier than you, but that doesn't stop you from trying. <laughs> but, you know, if that makes people happy, that's good. Yeah. You know, it's better than, you know, stealing panties or something. Oh, yeah. I was listening to Weezer today, so. Oh, um, that explains it. That's another thing. Pinkerton, man. If 1997 existed, which it doesn't, that I would have to say that was a very good year for music. And I, I think Pinkerton is one of the great albums. I'll put it in show notes. You're listening to the album Pinkerton by Weezer? What's on it's, it? Um, uh, it's the one that opens up with uh, Tired of Sex, you know? Hmm. Uh, there's a whole bunch of songs that somebody like me probably should not be singing really loud while riding a scooter. I'm looking at you the know? song listing of this one. This is not one that I know. I'm tired of having sex, so tired. Or then you go like, uh, you are 18-year-old girl who live in small city of Japan, you know, and talking about sniffing her stationery and wondering how she decorates her room. Hmm. He's very lonely at the time. Um, Rivers Cuomo had had a. It was supposed to be originally um, a concept album based on Madame Butterfly, and, uh, and but then you know he he had that he went to Harvard and then he had that very painful surgery because his legs were different lengths and I guess a chiropractor couldn't fake fix that. So he had that incredibly painful surgery where they slowly lengthen one of your legs. Have you ever I, heard of this? I have heard of it, but was he an it's adult or a kid when he had that? No, he was. It was it was between the Blue Album and Pinkerton. And, um, and it's apparently just excruciating. You know that song, The Good Life by Weezer? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be an old, I'm doing this from memory, so forgive me. I don't want to be an old, I don't want to be an old man anymore. It's been a year or two since I've been out on the floor. Chicken booty, making sleep, sweet love all the night. I want to get back to the good life. He can't get around without an old man cane. Remember that? I think it's their best album. And it still had Matt Sharp on bass and vocals. And I miss Matt Sharp. He went on to be in the Reynolds with uh, with the the Hayden uh, twins. So we got a lot to cover today. Mm-hmm. Is there something going on with Apple? Everybody's like being all whatever about. Was did something happen today? Yeah, What's, I don't. Know? Oh, today I don't know. I don't um, know. Everybody. I mean, I looked at Twitter this morning, and there <laughs> was a lot of people talking about. You know, I, my understanding, going, the, oh, the thing that I know about is that, well, there's a few different things that are 
that Apple has done in the last couple of days uh, okay. or the, la- oh, they got the their, last. Oh, their music announcement. They, they had right. their music announcement where they have uh, they have announced that they are now they now have lossless audio in Apple Music. <laughs> asterisk, whether asterisk asterisk asterisk. Yeah, I, and whether or not that's actually out yet or not, I don't actually nope, June. 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 Okay, so it's coming they soon. Announced, announced lossless audio and spatial audio. Asterisk asterisk asterisk. Yeah, and I There's don't a million asterisks. Like the lossless only works, I think, on corded headphones, I believe. Mm-hmm. And and then the like the spatial audio, it's not going to. I mean, guess for obvious reasons, not be everything. But I mean, spatial audio music is an interesting idea because I guess obviously it'll work with AirPods Pro. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how you do that if you've got. I don't know. Like when they talk about like the HomePod supporting Atmos, I'm always a little bit, eh, is it really? You know, it would be like saying something stereo with one speaker. Like, I mean, for, for full Atmos, don't you need like five or seven speakers? I thought you needed don't you need seven. Like, a, like one up in the, yeah, I thought you needed left, right, back, left, back, right, mm-hmm. middle, and like top. And then the sub. I f- huh? And the sub, the subwoofer. The sub. Okay. Is that from the community? They call it that. <laughs> I, I, um, I wanted that. And then my wife said, no way are we going to have that many speakers, let alone one that's like hanging from the ceiling. I like the Atmos sound that comes out of my home pod, but, um, I'm more like the stereo sound that comes out of my two minis and the dirty little secret, uh, the, the fat cats in Cupertino don't want you to know that you can do both. You can have a middle doing Atmos stuff or like nice bassy stuff. And then you could have like your left and right speakers. I like that sound a lot. When we watch Pacific Rim, my daughter says, could you please turn that off? Everything is way too loud. So I don't get to use it much. There was that announcement, well, and that's coming in June at no extra cost. What people are, and they're going to start with 20 million lossless audio songs, and then they're going to add 75 million total by the end of 2021. Amazon also said that it's high quality streaming tier, which is it's calling Amazon Music HD, will also mm-hmm. be coming out, and it will have 70 million lossless songs. And then... Uh, Spotify has um, what they're calling Hi-Fi. I don't, I don't oh. I think that's, and that's coming different out. From, that's different from just play this at high quality? Yeah, it's apparently going to be even better. And oh, But all, cool. it's going to ch- charge more, I think. Anyway, I can't oh. keep track of I feel very garbage. fortunate in this instance to have such dead rock and roll ears because I'm one of those people where you could Pepsi challenge me and I will always lose. Like at, I, I can't tell a difference with lossless. You know, there was that really? test. Let me see if I can yeah. find it again. We've talked Go about it before. Go and you listen before. to an MP3 and you say, which one is more high quality? And what they don't tell you is all the ones that you picked were just louder. Here it is. Everybody How well louder can is you better. hear audio quality? It is a test. This yes. is from um, The Record, which is music news from NPR. I'm adding this right now to our show okay. notes. And what they do is you, you're supposed to plug in headphones and then you play there. It gives you two samples. And, uh, or there's three, actually, I take that back some, well, it says three, but I'm only seeing two here now, but that's all right. So one of them, oh, that's because lossless audio is not supported in your browser to hear the uncompressed wave sample. Visit the page in Google Chrome, Mozilla Firefox or Apple Safari. I'm using Apple Safari. Wake up guys. But anyway, maybe Mm. it'll work in Chrome, but you can hear the different samples and you can test your own hearing. I took this test and I got every single one of them right Oh, uh, and I don't wow. know anyone else that has gotten any right. So I don't know yeah. what that means for me. But the weird thing is, I could, I don't care at all 
about it. I don't care. Well, and again, I don't want to begrudge anybody, back to the two points, because it's always two points with me. Mm -hmm. I don't begrudge anybody enjoying what they like. But, number two, my my sense is that lossless audio is wine for people who like open-back headphones. Okay. But I want people to enjoy what they like. (laughs) Um, The the difference is I can tell if I forgot to turn on high-quality on Spotify if I'm using headphones sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I got high quality on everywhere and it's fine for me. But no, it's an interesting idea. The spatial audio thing is is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, if, I say if, but I think when they make that officially something that you can do with Apple TV, that'll be great. Because mm-hmm. there are things where like, it's pretty neat to watch a Tom Cruise movie with two different titles. You know, the uh, the Groundhog Day with Aliens, that movie, mm-hmm. um, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a soap opera. But like, it's fun to listen to, like, a, if you've got something that's in Dolby, if it's in Atmos or like whatever, it, it's fun to listen with spatial audio on AirPods. But I'm, I don't think that is currently a thing the Apple TV does. The iPad, iPhone do that, but I don't think the TV does. I think you're right. That's exciting. Okay, that's good. People will like that. I don't like using Apple Music at all. Um, I don't like the experience of using the app at all. Nope. Um, I'd, I'm very I've, I've removed it when, from all of my iOS devices. Well, it is handy when you want to just yell in the air when I'm saying to my kid, like, oh, thus and such thing, and I just want her to, like, hear a, a snippet of a song before she makes me turn it off. I'm like, oh, you know, that's based on this other song. Like, the song you like, that's a sample from this. And I'll just scream into the air. Um, that's handy. But using it actually with my fingers, uh, I don't. I don't care for it. And I'm still, I still run into, so what are the most beloved things on Apple music? Well, for me, it's stuff that I have owned, you know, on either through iTunes or through my own MP3s Mm -hmm. that then got in the mix with iTunes in the cloud, the iTunes match. I still can't get it. I still can't get it to unlearn that the acoustic version of Everlong that I had is not the official version of Everlong. And they're all good because it's the great, the greatest song in the world. But like if I, when I go from uh, whatever that is, Johnny Park, My Poor Head, whenever it is when you go into, you know, and you want to go, yeah, I don't want the acoustic version there. Also, they don't have the version with Baker Street anymore, which bums me out. The reason, But you know, that's good. That's good, I guess. <clears throat> if you remember the reason that I deleted it was because every single time I started my vehicle, uh, it would, mm. it would take over. It would start alphabetically first song. Yeah, it would start playing whatever that first song was, and it would do it every time, whether the app was running or not, whether another music app or uh, if I had YouTube running, it would still go to Apple Music. If I had Spotify running, it would still go that. It didn't matter which one it played last. It was always going to Apple Music. It was always on, and it was always playing that song. And I said, no more. I finally did the trick and created a three-minute silent track called underscore underscore underscore. That's, a um, that's good, super, good frust- hack that's super frustrating. Um, uh, so that's good. We should talk about, uh, maybe we should talk about, uh, well, let's see how far in are we? I can't even tell anymore. We are 23 minutes and 23 seconds. Dan, do you use audio hijack to record Skype? Yes, sir. Do you, when you're, so this is a little bit inside baseball, but I, I, I got, my butt got bitten so hard yesterday because of this. I feel like for a long time I've said in the click on application, I say fill playback gaps with silence. Mm. And I just turned that off because the, see, I'm going to get notes about this. 
the Roderick that came out yesterday, mm -hmm. it sounds like I'm talking over John, which I do all the time, but it sounds like I'm deliberately ducking the end of everything that he says. Oh. And I think that's because something was goofy. I don't know if it was the levels or something. Have you ever experienced that? Where it tries to put in silence and it just ends up sounding like weird ducking? I have not had it do that at all. I, I do use that uh, feature. Okay. But I have I, never, I never. I feel like I never had a problem until yesterday, but that's all I could fix. I went and listened to the source file in, De in Descript. It was all like, I was like, oh my God, what happened? Why is, is this the room noise feature? Like Descript has a really cool feature where it fills silences with room noise. So mm -hmm. it doesn't sound weird. And I thought, oh, is it that? Um, it's probably just me. Yeah, I have that. I've always had that checked. And and for people who are playing at home, you would yes. want to go to the application where Skype is selected, if that's what you're using. And it is the little checkbox under there that says, fill playback gaps with silence. If no audio is being played by the source application, silence will be generated and yeah, added. Yeah, I thought and that was a best practice, but yeah. I thought it was too. I've always used it. I've never run into mm. that before. Well, you know, now the call recorder is dead for me. Mm-hmm. It's just, you just can't do it on an M1 Mac. This I'm really, I mean, I had to throw away my suspenders and now all I have is this cardboard belt, you know, with, uh, <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not a cardboard belt. It's a beautiful belt. I love Audio Hijack, but it does weird me out that I only have that one record. I'm eventually, I think, going to add a digital recorder. Do you do that? Do you do like a Zoom as a backup? I used to a long time ago, mm -hmm. but now a lot of work. I don't. Mm, I, I have no that. backup anymore. <gasps> Did you want to, uh, we'll talk about AirTags, but perhaps, is there something you wanted to tell me about that you in particular like? I love something called Feels. Feels. And it's spelled F-E-A-L-S, which I think when people hear the spelling, they're one eyebrow. Can you raise just one eyebrow? Can you do that? I can't do a full rock, but I can, uh, I can approximate it. Already? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. very good. Yeah, but then my other eye closes and it looks like I'm winking. Like, yeah, it looks like a weird wink. I have the same. I've been. I read an article on. You know how they have. Um, I don't think I'm trying to fart. Those uh, those web pages uh, that uh, are like uh, WikiHow. WikiHow. Yep. yep WikiHow had an Here's article. The Seventy five steps to uh, load your dishwasher. Yes, there's the one dishwasher. on there that's teaching that will teach you how to learn to raise just one eyebrow. I thought it was a genetic. Like, can you can you do that thing with your tongue where you roll your tongue and make the little the roll or make it do the wave I'm gonna or whatever. I'm going to tell you a, a true fact and I will send you a photo that's not to be shared. Mm. Um, I can do the lengthwise roll, which seems like table stakes to me. I, I guess there are some people that can't do the lengthwise roll. My daughter makes the W, that upsetting W. She has the gene that gives makes her do, you know, the weird W? Mm -hmm. It's really upsetting. And yeah, I don't I like that. It's upsetting and she does it for me and I hate it. Well, I can't do any of that stuff. And I assumed really? that raising the eyebrow was the same, like, like, like you can either do it or you can't. Okay. But apparently right. you can learn to do it. You, you, you use your hand and you press one down and pull the other up and. Tr oh, it's like, so like you sort of fake it till you make it, uh -huh. you produce the desired effect mm -hmm. and then like you memorize the muscles. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's we right. should do that. What's, what's going on with feels? What are they doing? Well, a lot of people experience, including me, you, f you feel mm. stress, you feel anxiety. Some people have chronic pain. You might have pain from your training or working out, or it might be something else. People, like we were just talking about at the top of the show, trouble sleeping at least once a week. You are not alone if you feel these things. Many people are feeling these things. And I was on the lookout for something that would help, and I, I found CBD oil. And in my kind of experimentation with CBD, I also learned 
that there are lots of different qualities of CBD, that they're not all the same. And I actually read an interesting article that was talking about how a lot of the CBD that you just buy, you know, just anywhere. And, and I make the joke that it's at a gas station. I kid you not. Every gas station yeah. around here has a flag. It's right at the checkout. It's right at the checkout by the uh, menthol cigarettes. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that all of that universally is bad, but in my experience, it wasn't very good. And I wanted to find something that was going to be very high quality, ideally even with third party testing, because you want to know what you're buying is what you're really getting in the end. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that feels goes out of their way to do is that you're getting really, really high quality CBD and it really does help you with these issues. So for example, the stress, the anxiety, pain, sleeplessness, all of these, you just place a couple drops under your tongue. You'll feel the difference within minutes. And the thing is you got to find the right dose because everybody's dose is different. Right. So you want to experiment over the course of a week or so. Maybe you take a little more, maybe you take a little less until you reach the effect that you're after, which is usually just a relief of whatever the symptom is. There is no exact dosage except the one that you find is right for you. So what they did is they actually have a free hotline. They have a CBD hotline. You can call them. You can tell them what you want. They'll make recommendations. They'll help you fine tune it. You can get a little flight of CBD oils that they make. They'll send them to you and you can try the different strengths and figure which one you want. And what's really cool is you can join the Feels community. You'll get it delivered to your door every month. You're going to save money on every order and you can pause or cancel it at any time, which is perfect because once you get this into your routine, into your rhythm, you don't want to run out of it and it's easy to forget to order it. So this resolves that issue. Feels, I love it. It helps me feel my best every day. You can become a member too. All you have to do is go to feels.com, F-E-A-L-S, feels.com slash back to work. And when you go there, you're going to get 50% off your first order. You're going to get free shipping and you're going to be a member and you're going to thank, you're going to thank yourself. You're going to thank me. And most of all, you're going to thank Merlin. Mm -hmm. Feels.com slash back to work. Go there, get the 50% automatically taken off when you become a member. That's what I did. And uh, I hope it helps you too. Thanks very much to Fields for making the show possible. Thank you, Fields. Buck, buck. You're welcome. I can't find my daughter's tongue, um, <laughs> which is probably just as well. Um, anxiety book. Uh, you, you reminded me of this, talking about anxiety. Yeah. Um, I, mentioned, I mentioned this last week. Uh, I mentioned the um, podcast, the Ezra Klein podcast, where uh, they talked to this guy who's a, uh, an anxiety guy. And I bought his book called Unwinding Anxiety. Did it cause you to have anxiety or is it supposed to help with anxiety? Um, I think he's anti-anxiety generally. Oh, okay. You know, like when people say they're like running for breast cancer, I, I'm always like, you know, hey, you they don't want to get against, against run against right. breast cancer. Yeah. That doesn't need the help, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, or any cancer, it's not just don't make it weird. But the um, uh, there's things about this where like I don't know. I uh, before I talk about how much I'm enjoying this book, I just want to get it out of the way that like. It does feel a little bit like one of those books that's just kind of like a springboard to the next thing. Like he has an app that you can get and he mentions his app a lot and yeah, whatever, that's fine. It's, you know, like I say, Hakuna Matata. With that said, I've been enjoying this book, um, partway into it. And it's been, um, again, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I can't vet this, but you know, he, he's, you know, been at some pretty prestigious schools. He's an MD, PhD. He's a musician. He's, you know, that type. And look at me, I went to Yale or whatever. He says it like that, which is, you know, the Yale way of saying things. But um, 
I don't know. There's one part about it that, that really grabbed me, and I, I haven't run this by uh, my shrink, but uh, he, he talks about, uh, and this feels like a little bit up your alley, Dan. He talks about our old brain and our new brain, like by, by which my understanding of this is that from an evolutionary standpoint, there are parts of our brain that go way, way back to being a lizard, and then there are parts that are, you know, like post-beetles, I guess. But that there's a, that the this, this sort of, the prefrontal cortex that, is where a lot of the, the good human stuff happens is a newer part and that the older part of our brain, and you know how you like to talk about sitting around the fire with 150 people, like mm. Malcolm Gladwell kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, he talks about how our brains are very, our old brain is very well situated, situated to help us um, unconsciously develop habits. Hmm. The example he uses over and over is if you're a cave, cave person and you say, Oh, I went to this place Right. I mean, again, I talked about this a little bit last week, but you're out on the savanna because I guess everybody lived on the savanna when they weren't around the fire with Malcolm Gladwell um, in a village called Pushkin Industries. But you, you go out on the savanna, you found a place where there's food, you found the food and you ate it. And like you didn't get killed trying to find the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you found the food, it gave you good caloric intake and released dopamine. You, you got, you know, the thing that people like me struggle with. You got a little, your brain got a little shot of dopamine because, it, you know, you found food and that's good. And that becomes a way of your, your older, the older part of our brain being able to say, oh, this was the place where I went. I didn't get killed and it felt good. And I got calories without even, obviously he didn't have the incredibly articulate way of saying that than I do, but he didn't need to, mm-hmm. because that's the point is that our, the older parts of our brain are very good at helping us learn. I mean, I guess a more modern version is when you touch the stove, you get burned. And that becomes a way of you like learning a lesson about staying alive. Like getting calories, or as he puts it, you know, eating and not getting eaten. That's, what, that's the game. And um, I guess that seems kind of obvious, but I thought that was really smart. So like you've got this part of your brain that's working overtime to try and encode experiences into useful information and habits. And that's great. But the whole thesis of his book, as I understand it, Unwinding Anxiety, is that anxiety becomes a habit. So like the same kind of habit that like you learn from, and habit he describes as sort of being like, well, there's a, there's a trigger that happens. There's a reaction that you have to, it's very CBT, trigger, you know, reaction, result. And that there are all kinds of ways, if you take this viewport into looking at all sorts of the things people like me suffer from, they all really do start to feel like habits. Procrastination is a habit because you do get a dopamine jolt every time you don't get in trouble for something you should have done. Like you were supposed to turn in your report and then it was extended. Yay, snow day. Like, and then that becomes a habit. Like you don't mean for it to. You, you know, you start smoking the one cigarette and then before long you're, uh, you know, smoking those Marlboros. And the same thing is true with all different ways of looking at anxiety. And my take on this, my take, my understanding, my rudimentary understanding of this is that that is in some part due to um, sort of a misalignment between the very mature old part of our brain that's helping us unintentionally, unconsciously build habits. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. This is the guy. It's happening right now. It's happening. Hold on. I'll be quiet. Hello. Hey, Lewis, how are you? Dan speaking with Lewis. Uh, 15, could you, could you be here in maybe 20, 20 minutes instead? 
All right, drive slow, and I'll see you in 20 minutes. All right. Bye. He was very hesitant about adding an extra five minutes onto that. I went through that yesterday. I had to get my drain snaked, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and uh, and, I, and I asked if they could punt it for a couple hours, and they seemed confused. He, I just so wanted I said, five minutes. I didn't even want hours. I just no, wanted I heard. Five. I heard you told him to drive slow. And he said, he, yeah. He, slow, he, slow is safe, you know? And when I told him, you, he just like... He's like, oh, like like oh. a deer in the headlights kind of thing. Like I just like I had asked him like to go grab me a burger on the way or something. Right. Or you said like, what's your second favorite Beatles song? Like something that seems a little out of context. <laughs> if he's the Maytag repairman, yeah, r- 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 repair they, yeah. Uh, and so my understanding is it's a little bit of that disconnect. So we have this mature part of our brain that's like, okay, give me information and I will turn it into you like being safe in life and healthy. But then that's a, there's a disconnect with our prefrontal cortex, which has much more creative ability and much more of all the things that make us contemporary people. But I don't know. I, I thought about that. And I'm like, again, my rudimentary understanding, this is not science. It's just a book. Relax. But um, I'm like, man, that's me. You know, like we've talked about since Alligator, what's called Alligator in the Bathroom, that, good, that really good English beat song. Mm-hmm. Since the first episode, we've talked about this. Yeah. There's no Alligator in the Bathroom. Uh, you're not going to be eaten today. There was a time when we could have been eaten, so it made sense to learn don't go to that part of the savanna because that's where Grog got eaten. You know, I, the, Buddha, the, the Buddha said something, and uh, this is a paraphrasing, but he said that thought habits can harden into character. And what he meant by that is another, similar to another analogy that he made, which is that the kind of thinking that you have, the kind of thinking that you practice every day, you are by by practicing that kind of thinking, you're reinforcing. Oh, that. absolutely, absolutely. And he, the way yeah. he described it, was in the same way that a small little stream eventually cuts into the ground and becomes a big river, and maybe even eventually. Of course, he wasn't talking about the Grand Canyon, but we know what that is, right? You know that that all starts, and that that your thoughts are the same way, and that when you are thinking, it becomes a rut. It's like your conestoga wagon rut. is going to get the wheel stuck in that. It's going to be very difficult to get out. And you have there's, to practice thinking a different yes. way and with, with intention to get out of it. Yeah, he has an interesting take on that. And I, I love his take on, um, especially on willpower mm. and how willpower is not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I, I won't go on about this. But what you're saying right now, my God, yes. This is that the concept that you're describing here or the, you're via the Buddha, um, I think is really compelling. I've also heard it. It's, uh, I've also heard it uh, put, I don't forget, it might have been Aristotle. What did Aristotle or, or maybe Mark Twain said, you know, we are what we habitually do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've heard people say most habits, especially things like cigarettes, it's like you start with a single like gossamer thread and then eventually that becomes the world's strongest rope. Like whatever, th- it could start really, really small, but it does build up. Something I said to Roderick yesterday on our program where it sounded like I was ducking him Um I was just saying like, I have my, my version of that is, um, the muscles you, you will, you will develop the muscles that you exercise in life, or I guess the corollary, you will experience atrophy in the muscles that you do not develop. So be careful which muscles you decide to develop. If you decide, if you, in this instance, the pivot to habit is if you have a sort of self-esteem where you think you're buying yourself a break in the world by constantly putting yourself down well, that's why your Conestoga wagon's not going anywhere, but where it's already gone, you know? Mm-hmm. And here's a quote 
that's in my quotes file. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Margaret Thatcher, but this is something, um, I forget which version of, uh, the English, uh, um, this might've been in the queen or no, the iron lady. It was probably in the iron lady. And this is apparently an actual quote from Margaret Thatcher when she's talking to this person who's worried about her obvious Alzheimer's. And, uh, so regardless of how you feel about the Iron Lady, watch your thoughts. This is something her father used to say to her. Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become your character. Mm. And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think we become, my father always said that, and I think I'm fine. She wasn't fine. Spoiler. Um... Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real, it's a, it's been a book that's, it's been interesting for me to read. I found it, I found it thought provoking. And I think, you know, when there's a basic, you could call it mindfulness, I guess, but there's a, a, a basic problem is that as long as your head remains up your ass, it's hard to get a very good view <laughs> of things. And like, it's real warm, it's real cozy in there. But, you know, uh, another link I think I never got to a couple weeks ago, we might've talked about, it, I forget, but the thing where like, try to do your self-talk as second or third person instead of first person. Yeah, we did talk because about when, that, yes. Okay, because when, when you talk to yourself in the first person, which is totally understandable because you are literally talking to yourself, like, you know, then you sort of become the voice. Whatever that voice is and whatever neurological, emotional, genetic basis for that voice, like, you're becoming that. Every, every day that that voice goes on and you don't snap the rubber band and say, stop, Every day that that goes on, you're rehearsing failure in a very robust way. And it's not wholesome. And, you know, one of the most basic sort of mindfulness things you can do is like, what am I doing right now? Just realizing like, what, what, is, what is happening right now? You know, he, one of his uh, studies found that something like 47% of the time, most people are thinking about something besides what they're doing right now. And you can't be in the moment when you're somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So what is that? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about, you want to talk about air tags? I really do. I have uh, so much to say about it. Do you have it. a clock on this, Dan? Will you be able I to do. tell us? Cause I don't want Lewis to be stood up outside. No, I point. will. I will be able to tell you about the air tag and something I like and wrap up the show in time. And that's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> well, first I want to explain, I didn't really, I wasn't planning to get one of these things. And my mom decided that she wanted me to have one. <laughs> That's so sweet. I know. So she ordered one for me, but didn't realize that what she had ordered was just the keychain part and not the actual AirTag itself. So a couple days later, the AirTag showed up. Now, this is what I always wondered about <laughs> the AirTag. Classic Apple. Yes. Here's the case for your phone you'll get in six weeks. Right. And uh, and so here's the interesting part about the way that this works. And it sounds crazy. And I I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure they talked about this in the, in the keynote when they were talking about it. But I'm going to reiterate how it works because it's really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. this thing is, it looks like a, you know, like a big fat, like half dollar, you know, maybe, a, maybe it's bigger than a quarter, smaller than a half dollar. It's small. The point is it's small. It's, it's cute. The problem is it's thicker than a quarter. It is thicker. It is thicker. But I was like, I know this thing is not like on a cell network, but the way that this works is the air mm-hmm. tags, they send out. And it, this is all, of course, if you, if you trust Apple, which I do, it's a secure mm-hmm. Bluetooth signal that gets picked up by all of the iOS devices in the world, all of the Macs in the world, all of these other devices that are not just- It's gotta be one of the biggest ad hoc yes, mesh networks in the world. Exactly. So like if you, if you, have, if you have a computer, 
and and you have the find my stuff turned on, it will actually work to help find an air tag. All of these devices and people walking by. So let's say you drop your keys into a, a bush outside the bar at night and you don't know where it is. Well, like the, the yeah, bartender's you can, you phone. You can mark it as lost. Mark it as lost. Right. And the bartender's iPhone that's in, you know, her back pocket inside the inside the bar, and then the, you know, the delivery guy who's walking down the street, their phones are going to detect the signal from it and repeat the signal out and let you know where your thing is. So anonymously, the, and all anonymously, all privately mm-hmm. encrypted, everything else. And it's very efficient. It, the battery is supposed to last. So, okay, we get the idea that it's very cool. And this is the, the very interesting part about it is just like your other devices that you have, you put it in lost mode, like you said, and it will send out this notification thing. It's just all very cool. So now here's how it is in real if it life. Finds it, it like throws up the directions. Yeah, it'll. Like I, I did it as a test yesterday <laughs> did you? on one of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and it, and what's cool is I don't know. I love this kind of. This is the the thing that makes Apple Apple when they're being Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it says okay, I found it. It's at your house. Right. You want directions? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, right now I have driving directions. You know, walking might be better. Do you want to change to walking directions? And I was like, oh my god, yes, please. That's so that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a, let's put it this way, where you lose your keys while you're visiting, you know, Manhattan, like you don't know, you know, although as John Mulaney points out, it is a grid. Still, it's hard to get around. You're confused. The buildings are tall and it'll give you directions. And then what happens when you get close? Like it's changes. On a modern, on a modern iPhone. It's amazing. It's so cool. It gives you like this cool. And of course the graphics are really cool and different. And it basically walks you, you like to your phone. It's like a circly, circly star field. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm trying to find it. Move around. <laughs> you move around. Cause I, I think I, the way I w- I'm sure there's more to it than this, but there's the mode of like, where is this? I, I bet it is an array sort of like, okay, do I know where you left it? Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sort of like the way a tile works with this is the last place that I saw it. Right. And then, of course, I guess if it's in lost mode, it could utilize other devices. But then there's the mode of, okay, now I know you're actually near it. And that's, is that, that's because of the ultra-wide right. thing in the iPhone, right? Yes. It's very cool. And it basically walks you right up to it. So I, I handed one Should to- It's almost like a compass point, like with a, with a clock hand on it. It says, oh, nope, to your left, four feet. I handed one to my son and I said, hide this somewhere in the house. And, uh, and he went and he, you know, he hit it and he hit it real good. He hit it like under blankets, under a thing inside another thing. And it found it. I was really impressed. I was really impressed. And, um, and so here's the thing that's, that's, I don't know. I, I almost, the words that almost just came out of my mouth were typical Apple, but that's mean, that's mean. But the keychain thing for it sucks. <laughs> it's so, it's it's, it's huge. Well, first of all, yes, it's huge. Second of all, it's made really, really, really well. And it looks great. And the little snap is really nice. And it fits just perfectly in it. But here's the thing, Merlin. You know, it's not practical because I don't know anyone. You know how they have a little thing on most keychains where there's like actually like a like a thing on the keychain where it'll have a little swivel to it. Have you, mm. did you, I sent you this picture. Do you see you how did. it's you, sitting? You, you, normally on a keychain like that with what I would describe, not a fob. Mm-hmm. But it's where a it's fob. Got the cla- yeah, it's like the classic flappy keychain. Normally it can turn in such a way that it basically folds almost in half. Mm-hmm. So that, you know what I mean? If you're like, looks like you might be a two, two and a half key man too. But like if you, if you don't have a jailer's ring, mm-hmm. like if you've got just a couple keys, you can kind of fold it and it slips into your hip pocket. And 
the but way it's, this thing is made, it's, the ring's huge it, on this. The right? ring is huge, and the way that it sits on there, it doesn't have the ability to twist left or twist right, so it kind of wants to stand out super stiff, and you try to bend this thing or put it in your pocket or whatever, and it's like completely fighting you, and it doesn't want yeah. you to to do it. It doesn't want to be anything Anything else on the keychain is offensive to it. It doesn't want to co- cohabitate with when a giant truck Apple, fob. And we're trying not to be mean, but another typical Apple thing, I mean, is that it lo- It looks great in a graphic or on a shelf. You right. Know, so like when you buy a kid's toy and mm-hmm. it's all wired into the box. Mm-hmm. Like with this, like that'll look good on a shelf, but it, from a practical standpoint, that seems a- almost hostile. It is. Especially for women. My friend Alexandra... I mean, Alexandra wears women's clothes most of the time, and the pockets are small, as Alexandra tells us mm-hmm. often. And and Alex is like, how am I going to fit this thing in, in these tiny pockets? Like, it's huge. And like, in your case, you have a nice car, and those nice cars, the, the keys that you get on a car now are already the worst. It's, all, it's, like a key, it's bigger than a keychain on its own. And then to add anything else to that is just mental. Are you just supposed to like get some kind of a handbag to put that in? I have no idea. And it's com- it makes it completely unusable in that way for me. I, we, this thing will never be on my keys unless I want to go with one of those carabiner things and put that on. And, get, and then, I, you know, the whole point is to streamline everything that goes in your pocket. You don't want all this extra crap. And so th- one thing that I found, I did find some third party. Now, now I'm like researching third parties. Now you're, like, you're I buying don't, toys for your toys. Buying toys and, for my you know, toys. I, I think it shows you how to drill it. And it's like, oh God. So uh, here's something kind of new. Again, now uh, uh, sent to me by a friend of the show, uh, Alexandra Cox, uh, article on 9to5Mac. Um, AirTag can be used as an NFC tag for shortcuts automation. Interesting. So you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. NFC tags, they're like, you can get stickers, you can get little plastic dinguses, you know, and uh, it's the kind of thing where like, basically you just tap the top of your phone against an NFC tag and then it can do stuff. And, uh, you know, the usual way to do that is you go into shortcuts, create a personal automation, you scan a tag and say, okay, when, when I tap on this, this tag, what do you want me to do? <clears throat> um, now I, I, I tried this and I got it to work kind of. When I tap, so I set up a shortcut. I just, just, you know, set it to like, when you tap, when I tap the tag in my wallet and I took it out of the wallet, so it's naked, you know, um, you, uh, you tap the tag against it. Wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't talk about the image, did I? No. Okay. Hang on. Okay. So here's, here's marker, 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 marker. Yep. Okay. So, so here's, here's a bitch that I have about this. I've been a member of the tile family of products for a while. Um, I say all the way back, going all the way back to when the, the batteries in, uh, tiles were not replaceable and it was very costly to replace. They say every year, but they actually do last longer than a year. But when they introduced the tile pro with replaceable batteries, uh, I was way more into it. And also on top of it, for some reason, once a year, I get a weird envelope from tile full of batteries. So they're basically sending you replacements for all the battery, it's kind of kind of a cool idea. And so now I've got a lot of those, whatever those CRO four twos or whatever they're called, those the big buttons. Yeah. Um. Um. But one that I love. This is I sent you this image. We could put this could even be the show art. I mm-hmm. sent you this image. There's one called I don't know. It's like the tile jumbo or whatever. 
And it's this tile that's sort of improbably large. Most tile tags are maybe an inch, inch square and, you know, about the thickness of an air tag. But this particular one, owing to the fact that it is larger, it's probably what then, uh, two inches, almost two inches by two inches, but it'll fit in my wallet and it's a lot flatter. So it's in my wallet, but I don't even realize that it's there. The only time I ever realized it was there was when we were out of Barnes and Noble, the day I got my J&J. And I was in the comics section and I squatted down uh, to look at some of the old Avengers uh, trades and, and it started going off. And that's because I sat on my tile and I, and I pushed the button and made it go off in the Barnes and Noble and I felt like kind of a hick. Uh, apart from that though, you just don't notice it's there. Now, my, uh, the only use that I have for this, these are, mm, they're not super costly, but I'm not going to go like all in in the way that I went all in on tile. Right. Is in my wallet. So Dan, if you look at those two photos I sent you, mm-hmm. one showing a top view of how big they are. Right. But the telling one is that second one, which shows how thick it is. And it's like just thick enough to be annoying. Yeah. Do you think it will, it will ever get thinner? Like people really wanted the Apple watch to get thinner. And then when Apple said, it's so much thinner and it's, it's really not, it's really not any thinner. On the one hand, it sure could in the same way though, that, you know, they always said that the reason, I think one of the main reasons that they took out, took the audio jack off of a phone. And the reason that they would like to get to lightning is all about thickness but you're governed here by the thickness of that battery mm-hmm. plus the guts. I don't know. It could happen. I, I, my, if I had to prognosticate, I don't think this is going to be, I don't think this is going to be a tent pole product for Apple. No. I think it's a cool thing. Some people will like, they promised it a long time ago. They put it out and I could see this going the way of basically Apple TV where there are going to be some improvements to it, but the technology behind it, I see being in lots of places. But if you think about it, this makes, I'd like to think that I'm out of this guessing business because who cares? But the real interesting part here is that ultra wide ability. And it's the ultra wide ability that's going to be a game changer. And once you start putting that into, for example, smart home devices, now you got to stew because in terms of things like presence detection, like, it's going to be so huge to know not just that you're in this ring, you know, of geolocation, not even just that you're in your house, not even just that you're in your room, but you're in this part of the room. Mm-hmm. I can see that being incredibly useful. Even just for, for what we were talking about last week of knowing which which um, lady in a tube should answer. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, something as true. simple as that. Like, oh, you're three feet from this device and you're six feet from this device. We'll use the three foot one for this. You know, just that little tiny bit of spatial awareness or, you know, like um, we just talked about the the Amazon show. And I guess it's the newer, bigger one that actually like yeah. knows where you are in a room and kind of uh, tilts its screen so that it's pointing at you in a creepy oh, wow. kind of a way. Well, the, the Amazon, <clears throat> excuse me, Lady in a Tube has been pretty Oh God, I got the hiccups. It's been pretty good for a while at knowing which one you're talking to because it, I guess it detects how clear the voice is. Mm-hmm. But think about this. I mean, just, just one like sort of ambient computing idea for smart home would be that, you know, there's so much stuff and I, I've gone around and around about this, that the, 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 the thing that's holding back a lot of smart home stuff, in my opinion, is presence detection. Mm-hmm which we currently accomplish, the bluntest instrument of all is geolocation, which is garbage across the board. It's, it's good for knowing you're in this city, 
but it's not great for knowing you're in this room. Right. And even then, sometimes it just hiccups and thinks that you're somewhere else, mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, there are things that you can do, for example, with what, what I use, Home Assistant, there's a, a lot of interesting sort of hooks in place for presence detection. But right now that's kind of governed at a sort of gross macro level by just like, okay, I've associated, presence detection is indicated in this room just because I'm at home. But anyway, so like one use case would be something like, um, if nobody's in the basement, turn the lights off. Well, how do you know nobody's in the basement? Well, the geolocation indicates that on a, if the earth were flat <laughs> inside of this circle, but like, how do you know, what is the difference between, you go into the three dimensions, for example, and, be, and can be able to say like, what if nobody's on this floor of the house? Because it can do that. Yeah. Like my, my I, you don't see this reported in a lot of places. As it happens, the this is this is a little bit uh, in the weeds, but one thing I think is so interesting: if you do the iCloud integration for uh, Home Assistant, you get to see all this information that's not normally exposed about a lot of things, including your phone. And if I go and look up my phone in Home Assistant, it'll show me what the altitude is. Right. So in that, for example, right now, I believe one way that they do step counting and going up flights of steps is, is detecting sleep. a change in elevation combined with the speed. Right. Uh, and barometric pressure. Oh, no kidding. Really? But this, I think, is I think this works in three dimensions. I think. I mean, at least your phone knows. But anyhow, so for me, the ambient computing idea of like, OK, I no longer have to go and browbeat my family into installing this dumb app, keeping it turned on. You know, and my daughter, anytime my daughter gets just even, because my daughter's on her phone 24 7, and like anytime she's not getting a good signal, she turns off Wi Fi and usually forgets to turn it back on. And so, like, okay, well, now presence detection at the router level is not going to work. There's all kinds of things. But with this, and you know, obviously there are a million ways this could be, be, could become creepy, but I would treasure that. I would love to have a way to know that, you know, run different kinds of things based on this. So, you know, right now that cutting edge is, hey, when nobody's home, run the Roomba. But like, how do you know nobody's home? Well, everybody has this app and geolocation says nobody's home. So like there's so much powerful stuff already in HomeKit, uh, just stock HomeKit. Like, you know, do this automation when the last person leaves the house. Do this automation when the first person, you know, comes to the house. But that still relies on at least iCloud and in some cases other presence detection. So I... I think that's really cool. Um, but that the ultra-wide stuff, I think, could be extremely powerful. And I, I would not be surprised if this is mostly just, again, on the one hand, yeah, we promised you, so here it is. But on the other hand, it becomes sort of like a proof of concept for what you can do with, I forget what it's called, ultra-wide UWB, ultra-wide bandwidth, something like that. I think you're right, yeah. But that's, that's how um, a recent iPhone is able, like an 11 or a 12, I believe, that has that chip, that's how it's able to say, um, <clears throat> here's where your phone is. Because it's it's using that extremely specific, you know, finding mechanism. Now, the other place this gets interesting, you start combining this with stuff like AR. And on a recent iPad or iPhone, uh, for me, this is just a fun toy. For people with sight issues, this is fairly huge. You can now go in and in accessibility, you could, it could basically detect people. So it'll... You know what I mean? It'll yeah. say like, okay, there's somebody 10 feet away from you and stuff like that. That's so cool. I just think the idea of combining all these different data points together 
you know, that's the dream. It, we're right back to that app I love, uh, Control Plane, where you say, uh, you know, apply, there's all this data about what I'm doing right now. In this case, like, what, what, you know, stuff about my Mac. Let me establish levels of confidence about what each piece of evidence means to make a decision about what to do. And the idea of adding this specificity of location, I, it's, that is a game changer, um, I think. So I, I'm excited by this. Now, my problem with, I set this up, so what, what I did was, so, so if I mentioned to you the NFC tag thing, you can use, according to 9, by, 9 to 5 Mac, you can also use your AirTag as an NFC tag. So you can create a shortcut. You basically, in the way you normally would, you go to shortcuts, you say create a personal automation, scan your AirTag, which is also an NFC device, and then you can associate that with uh, anything you can do in shortcuts. And uh, so I did it as a test and just said, okay, when I tap this, uh, turn on Do Not Disturb. But the thing I'm running into is when I tap it, yes, it first runs as a shortcut and says, do you want to turn on Do Not Disturb? But then it's immediately overridden by, hey, I just found an AirTag item. So I'm not sure how you get it to not do that. Mm. But it's all interesting stuff, you know? I like that people are out there trying to find out what you can do to, you know, make this interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's all, you know, it makes a person wonder what's next with all of their things. But there's so many other companies where they did go more sort of all in on this stuff. I think probably the Amazon Tube product is probably, and to an extent, Google, mm-hmm. have both gone fairly like sort of all in on this stuff. Um the smart home stuff, the voice control stuff. I mean, Apple obviously has that. Um, but, you know, the next level stuff is going to be, again, how we combine all these pieces, which I think represents an exciting future. Let me tell you about something I like. Please. I would like to tell you about Squarespace. Oh, Squarespace. You Love Squarespace. can go to Squarespace. Just here's what you do. You go to squarespace.com. When you're going there, don't forget to, uh, to, to pimp us out a little bit. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. That's what you're going to, that's the URL. Don't just go to the naked squarespace.com. I mean, that's, no one wants that. Hmm. When you're there, you're going to see there's a website, but the website lets you build a website. It's a website for making websites. It's a website for making websites. Inside of the Squarespace website is going to be your website, but you just haven't, you don't know it yet because you haven't made it yet. Does that Hmm. make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like a bootstrap paradox in some ways. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Like when the when the kaiju goes after after Mako, no spoilers. But when Child Mako is uh, like about to be attacked by the kaiju, my daughter and I have been wondering if that's a bootstrap paradox. If that is if that kaiju, because kaiju's can know things, like when it drifted with uh, or when uh, you know when uh, Charlie Day drifted with the kaiju, like you go, it's a like like Ron Perlman says, it's a bridge; it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So that could be you could have a kaiju uh, future situation going on here. Point is, you go there and you make a website, and you don't need to know stuff about websites. If you know how to drag and drop, well, now you can make a website. Squarespace. Done. I mean, but we would tell them a little bit more. They have these templates that you go in and and you pick one and you customize it and you can see. So let's say you've already have a Squarespace site and you've been running it for a few months and you're like, you know, I want to change it. I want to make it look different. You just pick a different template. It'll show you all the content, everything you've already built in, in this new template. And if you like it, you hit one button, your entire site has been republished. It now looks this new way. It's a new, t- you can do that as much as you want. You can do that all the time. You customize. And you can preview it without making it long. That's right. You can try different things. Who you can, can see what you think. Uh, it's what we used to call staging versus production. You yeah. can go see what it looks like. And it isn't until you're ready 
you know, you sign on the line that is dotted, and now you've got a whole new look for your site, Bob's Your Uncle. You know, and they've got the SEO, they've got analytics, they've got... Uh, everything is done. Like you, you don't have to upgrade anything yourself. They'll take care of it for you. You don't have to worry about security. They're there. They're there doing it. They've got nerds in the dark, staring at screens so that you don't have to. They call it troglodyte mode. Mm-hmm. And so basically the whole point of Squarespace these days is they want to make it easy for you to make it yourself. You, you can make it stand out and you can start, whether it's your new business, you've got a website for your hobby. You want to announce something. You've got a band, you've got whatever. It doesn't matter. Go there. And the place to go is squarespace.com slash it's your show. And when you are there, use the promo code. It's your show. It's one word. There's no spaces. And you are going to get a 10% discount on your first purchase of a website. But I didn't mention this yet. They also have domains. Hmm. You can get a domain name while you're there. You want to use the code to get your, your domain name? Do it. Whatever you want to do. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. Promo code. It's your show. Thanks very much to Squarespace for making this show possible Merlin man. Thank you, Squarespace. Buck, buck. Um, um, can we just wrap with a couple little odd, quick odds and sods? Yeah. Let's see. Um, okay. I got, I got some quickies. Uh, I put put in a couple of YouTube videos I watched recently and liked, I'm a big fan of technology connections. Uh, I am a supporter. Yes. You'll see me in the credits. I wish they didn't feel like they have to do that. Mm. You know, when you got to put all the patrons in, it seems like yeah, a lot of work. But it still, is. me and Marco, we're in there. Big fans. Technology Connections, really good. Go check this dude out. I, I don't even know his name. Um, he, had, he had one that I found pretty recently. I don't know how old this video is, but he had this amazing video. Oh, God, I'm so sorry if I mentioned this. It all just goes together. Um, the computer-free animation, uh, excuse me, the computer-free automation of a jukebox. And it's basically how a jukebox locates and plays a record. And I thought it was mind blowing. I mean, talk about a Rube Goldberg device. It's but that one was really good. I put a note in here. A really good one on Quentin Tarantino. Somebody put together this amazing uh, video of like interviews with him and talking about his references and his the, the antecedents that he so sort of joyfully utilizes, mm-hmm. including stuff of like side by side stuff of like. Okay, so the dance that Uma Thurman and John Travolta do in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm is very influenced by, um, let's see, a band apart, band of outsiders, the Godard movie. And like, so he shows the scene of, uh, them dancing in that. It's also influenced by Aristocats. They show a scene from that, all these different things. And, uh, if you like, uh, Quentin Tarantino and, you know, some of us still do, uh, I thought that was interesting. I also want to tell, um, just last, is that in the show notes? Is there a link for that in the show notes? Quentin Tarantino and the poetry between the lines that I put in the wrong episode. I, I don't know. I'm not looking. I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, sure it's it in there. It's in there. That also would require me clicking and, and waiting. and. Yeah. Um, also, wanted to say something. I, I, I'm almost reluctant to mention this because this feels like the kind of thing you don't want people to know you've tried. But uh, I found the most fascinating thing on, I forget where, one of the tech uh, blogs I subscribe to. Uh, it's a very clever name. It's called Bia... So it's BLE unlock, mm-hmm. like Bluetooth low energy unlock, mm, okay. but it looks like balloon lock because it's, you know, Bluetooth. And this is a thing you can get off GitHub and install. Uh, BLE unlock is a small menu bar utility that locks and unlocks your Mac by proximity of your iPhone, Apple watch, or any other Bluetooth low energy device. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You know, once you've conf- you can configure this right now, if you've got a modern watch and a modern Mac, you can say, 
when this particular watch is nearby, you know, it's, God, it's so handy. Like in my case on this uh, Mac Mini, I don't have obviously Face ID, nor do I have Touch ID. I have Touch ID on my uh, laptop, but it's so handy. Like, it'll, you know, as it is right now, stock Apple, you can unlock your Mac, you know, within certain conditions. You can like, you know, God, you can do Apple Pay with your watch. That's so handy. Unlock, you know, one password. But this takes it further and makes it nerdier, where you can go in and basically say, you can even do stuff like, say, lock under these conditions, unlock under those conditions. So you can now do stuff like, say, when my watch, and you're basically doing this with how much signal it's getting from the, this in this case, this BLE device. You can do this with a beacon, your phone, whatever it is you want to do. And you could say, unlock under these conditions. When it's getting a signal this strong, unlock my Mac. Mm-hmm. When it's stopped getting a signal that strong, lock my Mac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's in notes. You can check it out. I just think this this is a really cool idea. And so far, I was really scared to install it because on the one hand, I thought like, hmm, I wonder how hackable this is. But then also, you know, I this seems like the kind of thing where I could really see myself installing wrong and locking my keys in the <laughs> car or something. <laughs> But uh, but if you want something fun to play with and a little bit of uh, Mac wizardry, uh, check it out. BLE Unlocked on uh, GitHub. BLE that's unlocked. kind of anticlimactic. Do I have anything else that's exciting that we can end with? Um, I thought that was pretty exciting, coffee. to be honest with you. Yeah, I guess so. I suppose so. Um, uh, boy, I really feel like we should end with a banger. What are we going to do? How do we end this? I don't know. You think we should just button it up? That seems really anticlimactic. We could tell a joke. Um, we could, uh, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend you go and listen to the album uh, Pinkerton by Weezer. I'll put it in show notes. Okay. Oh, and I, yeah. um, my son insisted, insisted yes. uh, that I, it was time that he was old enough and it was time for him to see Deadpool. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, How'd you feel about that? I thought that was not... It's got some challenging content. I thought it was not the right time for him to do it, but... It's got um, butt stuff. There's a lot of that, a lot of well, it in there. The, you know, that uh, that actress I like, Marina Bacara? She's in that, right? The main actress? Oh, yeah, no, that's the that's the lady. The and like, what else is she in? Oh, God, she's in that really interesting um, John DeLorean pseudo-documentary with Alec Baldwin. Uh, she's also in the pilot for It's Always Sunny for uh, in Philadelphia, as mm. in the $200 pilot for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was in that. And and I think she, she and Wade, you know, do butt things. Or they mention it. They talk about it. No, oh, no. I think oh, she, yes, I think no, she you're pounds right. him. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yeah. I have Called to skip dead through that. And so... <laughs> Also, movie Pacific Rim. Hey, Pacific Rim. God damn, why don't more people love this movie? It's so freaking good. And B, believe it or not, I'm just going to say it, uh, 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 Pacific Rim Uprising, the second movie, it's also very good. And they both have Charlie Day, who's a delight. Okay. It's always sunny. And you're from Philadelphia, so you'd appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that show. People say I should see it. Yeah, I can I can find I don't. I don't know if you'd like it. I don't recommend it to most people because it's, you know, I think it's... I mean, it's in its 14th season. It's currently the longest running, um, the longest running comedy, I think, live action comedy on TV. And uh, it's, 
it's astonishing. If you're into it, if you're not into it, you know, ugh, it's probably a bit much. It, it, it Talk about challenging content, woof. But um, but I think it's very good. And if you want, I could pick you a good episode to start with. I know? would love that. Thank you. Please okay, do. Okay, would you? Okay, all right. Well, I think that's that's probably, go out and watch Pacific Rim. It's better than you remember. And, and, and really crank it up. God, that movie's good. Did you ever see uh, Pan's Labyrinth? Well, yeah, when it was new, I, I remember it as being a very weird Same director, movie. same director. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a very upsetting movie. It's in Spain, España. Yes, and he has. Uh, now I'm just eyes dragging this hands. out, and I feel bad for myself and for you and our families. So why don't we just uh, button this up? Okay, let's do it. Okay, okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin man.